Hey, welcome to the Static Podcast for this Monday. Uh, welcome to your week. I'm Stacey Static. And if you're looking for an attorney, you need one with a 12-year proven track record of success. Look no further than the Hester Group. You make sure they represent you if you've been involved in a serious car accident or you have a workman's comp claim that needs to be filed. Contact the Hester Group today at 314-652-4321. But just remember that the choice of an attorney is an important one and shouldn't be based solely upon advertisement. So I hope your weekend was fantastic. As you can see, I have a serious tan. I've had like seven people tell me how dark I've gotten. And no, I didn't go to the island, although I really wanted to lie to you and tell you that I did. But that would have been kind of far-fetched since I was just here on Friday. That would have been a short trip, and honey, it wouldn't have been a reason for me to go that short. But no, it was track. And I think that was my last track meet, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It was on Saturday. Um, the kid ran a very... Sometimes she starts running, and it's a jog, and I'm like, you ain't even trying to run, dog. And then she'll pick up. And I'm like, see, now, if you would have done that the whole race, because you do that when you're outside with your friends playing, which she does all the time. But yeah, um, shouts out to the peanut who um, is uh, fully embracing her role in the track thing. And clearly I'm fully, embra fully embracing it as well. <laughs> but that was my weekend. Uh, too bad, so sad for our St. Louis Blues. Did they get beat down the other night? Seven to what, Chris? Seven to two. Yeah, I should be shamed. But it's a big pep rally going on tonight with Gary Clark Jr. So uh, I need to, who is that? Only like one of the sexiest men in like music right now. Wow. He's super like sultry to me. I don't know why I see him and I feel away. But he's in St. Louis tonight and uh, he's gonna be there. He is married with children, yeah. But I think he says, you probably ain't, cause you won't. But I'm speaking to my guest who's in the building already, and it's Miss Leslie Gill from Rung for Women. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I feel like I need to take my headphones off. No, you well, like I can put mine on. No, 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 no. I don't want you to mess up that pretty hair. She came in here with the lip match and the black hey, baby, hey. and that's your camera. So whenever oh, you want to speak to them directly, okay. you I can. Speak to you or them? Yeah, no, you can speak to me. But if it, you know, like at the end, if you want to say, reach out to us. Yeah. yeah. Go to our website. So, um, I don't know much about Rung. I just know you, yeah. obviously, and I know that you are very passionate about children mm -hmm. and women mm -hmm. and women being financially secure. Mm -hmm. That's a really big thing for you. So, um, tell me about your journey, and then we'll get into Rung. So, you're a St. Louis native. Yep, I'm a St. Louis native. The consummate St. Louis question is, where'd you go to high school? So I went to Rosati Kane High School, and um, I actually left St. Louis. Okay. So I um, went away to college, went to Hampton University. Thank God for Beyonce yeah. and Robert Smith, who are putting black colleges on the map. But I went to Hampton University and Ooh. then spent um, 10 years in mm -hmm. Washington, D.C. So I worked for the mayor of Washington, D.C., and he decided in 2007 that he wasn't going to run for re-election. And I'm like, well, shoot, what do I want to be when I grow up? Right. Um, and so Well, that, that was nice that you were able Well, who was the mayor at the time? Anthony Williams. Oh, okay. Uh, Anthony, Tony Williams. And he ran, was mayor for two terms after Marion Barry. Okay. Um, That's what I was wondering. Like, what was yeah, this, the yeah, Barry? Uh, no, no, this is not Mayor, mayor Barry. Okay. He was the mayor <laughs> after Mayor Barry. Okay. Um, but I spent 10 years there and then decided, like, I can go anywhere and do anything. Right. What do I want to be when I grow up? And what did you do? You came back I home? I came back home. Okay. <laughs> Why you say it like I that? I came back home. 
am because there was an amazing opportunity here and I started my nonprofit career at Girl Scouts. Okay, okay. Yep, I was yep, wondering. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started at Girl Scouts in 2007. And why and nonprofit? Because you, well, you worked in politics. I guess I that's kind of nonprofit. Right. And so I, I really. I think government ignited a passion in me for people. Okay. I wasn't so much into politics as gotcha. I was into public service. Okay. And so nonprofits just felt like a natural progression into public service gotcha. or, or to really stay in public service. And so that's what I did. Okay. All right. That's what I did. And so it's been a journey. It's been an amazing journey. I spent, you know, several years at Girl Scouts, both here in St. Louis and Atlanta. So I went to Atlanta for a couple of years. Oh, okay. And worked for Girl Scouts there. Came back to St. Louis. How was Atlanta for you? Did you like it? I loved it. Okay. It was great professionally. Okay. Um, Atlanta is a huge market. And mm -hmm. so I found that when you live in Atlanta, your neighborhood, like where you live, is mm -hmm. actually kind of your circle of influence in your network. Okay, because so, you don't want to travel too much because the traffic, traffic is bad. Is, the traffic is horrible. <laughs> um, the traffic is, is just awful, but um, it was great. It, right. was, um, it, was a really, it was a really good fit for me, and I love that community. It's a okay. very generous community. A lot of great nonprofits there doing really good work. Nice. Okay. Speaking yeah. of Leslie Gill, if you're just now tuning in, tuning in, she's the executive director of Rung for Women. So you started your nonprofit journey with Girl Scouts when you moved mm -hmm. back to St. Louis, and then you had a stint over at Annie Malone. Yep. So I left Girl Scouts um, after coming back from Atlanta, worked for another national nonprofit called College Summit, which was a college access program. I spent a couple years there, and then I had the the dis distinct honor to go work for Annie Malone. I was the CEO there. And um, really hard work, um, very traumatic and emotional work. Yeah, I remember it was a story you told about yeah. a young girl who had been sexually, sexually yep. that, was, that was rough. And what was yeah. she, like four? Three years old. It was, it was my first, uh, I was on a tour with a donor and met this little girl and I never forget her beautiful brown face and asking the staff like well why is she here because right. you're always curious when you see kids who are away from their families and their parents there's a sense of curiosity right like, well what happened why are they here and she told me a horrible horrific story um about this little girl and it it just changed the way um i looked at life and our community and you know just really i always knew this inherently but made me realize that it's never kids, it's always the adults. Right. The, the kids are still innocent and, you know, still precious and do, you know, right. are, are all the things we know them to be, mm -hmm. but it's the adults who make bad decisions and, you know, just... It, it's horrible. I do want to touch on that because you, we're both Rosati Kane alums. Mm -hmm. um, um, you went to college and I'm sure you had a certain upbringing wasn't it like jarring to you because and we're both st louis natives mm -hmm. when you when you learn stories about that in our community that we love and care about so much when you when you hear stuff like that you're just like what this is happening in my own backyard like i can come in contact with the people who had this little girl just by standing in line with them at the store no and question. i don't know that this i did not know this was your life yeah and no, it does give you a different it perspective gives you a totally different perspective and um it, it makes you hold your own kids closer mm -hmm. and makes you more aware of what's going on around you. Um, 
you know, I have a seven-year-old daughter, and I don't want her to live in a bubble. Right. Uh, I remember playing outside and mm-hmm. coming home when the street lights were on. Yeah. And those great, rich experiences that I want for her, but it's such a different world. It is. And working at places like Andy Malone make you realize that, you know, it's a different world. It's a really different world, and it's scary, and adults prey on kids, and... You know, there are some adults who just should not have kids. No, it's, yeah. And, and yeah, I think and that's that, but, real. And it, it makes you more empathetic to people that you hear about in the news because mm-hmm. obviously a lot of people are talking about uh, when they see us. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Did you watch it over the weekend? I haven't. Um, you know, I tend not to watch things that are re traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And I've heard all of the stories yeah. about how traumatic um, that that series is and so you know i've lived it i've worked it mm-hmm. so you know to watch it to me is is not how i really want to spend my free time <laughs> but i will i will because i feel like i need right. to be part of the discord i know but yes. it, it was big and if you're if you're not familiar uh when they see us is a um mini series basically mm-hmm. on netflix that ava duvernay produced directed uh wrote and it's about the exonerated five uh the central park young men or the men who were accused of raping a woman in 1989 in Central Park. It was spring. They had just started their spring break. A lot of them, they were young. They ranged in age from 14 to 16. Mm -hmm. And they spent anywhere from, I believe, 7 to 14 years in prison Mm -hmm. or 7 to 12 years in prison. Um, And only one of them was tried as an adult. And he was not even on the list to be questioned. He was Mm -hmm. not, he had no dealings with the situation whatsoever. And he was the only one that went to adult prison. He spent many, many years in prison, um, treated as a rapist and he did nothing. Uh, what his, basically the, the crimes committed against him about the crime that he did not commit. I mean, it just was about him being uneducated Mm -hmm. and his mother being uneducated with Mm -hmm. the legal system Mm -hmm. and them being black and being poor. Yeah. That's, that's what happened to all of them. Um, and it was just, it is, it is re-traumatizing. Well, and poverty is cyclical. Yeah. And, and we all know that. And so, you know, exactly what you're explaining of, you know, people who don't know what they don't know. Exactly. Um, that becomes a cycle of your behavior. It is. And it's sad and unfortunate, but um, it is the way of life for many people. And I hate it. And yeah. I, I think that the reason why I think a lot of people should see it is because it still happens today. Mm-hmm. It makes you question how many young men are in prison that were not there and had nothing to do with it. And they're just basically locked up because they were poor Mm -hmm. and uneducated Mm -hmm. and the people around them were scared and frightened and made decisions and choices that they didn't know they didn't know they didn't have to make a deal well they didn't even take the plea deal and Mm -hmm. that's why they ended up getting locked up so because they didn't what they refused to admit to doing something that they they didn't do well most of us would do yeah and so and that's a scary thing so i do encourage everybody to watch it but i do know that uh, some people may need to talk to somebody mm. after they do it mm. because it's like a horror film to yeah, us. It really, really yeah, is. Yeah, deep. Yeah, so uh, speaking of Leslie Gill from Rung, so tell me about Rung. So when I read the mission statement of the uh, nonprofit organization, I was interested. Yeah. I, it piqued my interest because I'm like, I might fall into that category at this point in stage of my life. <laughs> sure. I mean, honestly, I mean, we all know someone or yeah. even ourselves that mm-hmm. would fall into um kind of the target population for Rung members. So Rung essentially started about 10 years ago as a resale clothing boutique. Mm -hmm. And our founder, um, 
you know, had great privilege in her life. And, you know, she and her cousins and sisters had lots of clothes that, you know, were good clothes. Right. But they wanted to make sure got into the hands of people that really needed them. And so she said, you know what, I'm going to start a resale clothing boutique for um, to help women dress for the job they want right. as opposed to where they might be in life. And so the store did really well and helped a lot of people, worked especially with um, a number of nonprofit organizations, uh, sh emergency shelters, women's organizations, um, did a lot of special shopping events and um, really, you know, helped dress women right. in the St. Louis area for, for job opportunities, for life, for mommyhood, whatever it may be. And these are just women from this well-to-do family yeah, uh, I, that, that created this store and with their friends and their yes, clothes, yes, and that's and crazy. Yeah. And so it was, I shopped there all the time when right. it was open, and it was a great concept. It was well-merchandised. You know, unlike going to Goodwill right, right, or, right. you know, other clothing resale shops, it was it was a, a great experience. It was a boutique, it, right. It was a boutique. It was a great shopping experience. And so uh, about year six and a half, seven, uh, there was a lot of competition in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. um, so you had the vault yeah. open on Brentwood and you had... Um, Amazon, the scholar shop, scholar shop. You have all of these retailers that you know are, are having div different business models, and so competition became really stiff. Mm -hmm. um, the ultimate goal for the resale clothing boutique was to take the money that was generated and give it, put it back into the community, and give it to organizations that helped women. Right, and so the. Uh, St. Louis, uh, there was an organization, St. Louis Women's Foundation of Greater St. Louis, who was a benefactor of those funds, and they would distribute them to nonprofits that served women and girls. Um, and so they were finding that they weren't, aren't, weren't distributing as much money as they wanted to. Okay. And they really decided, she decided at that point, like, what's next, mm -hmm. right? Um, I've met a lot of great women who... I know clothes is not the only answer, right. right? They come in, we, you know, outfit them, but they still have mental health issues. They still have lots of barriers that impede their success in life. Okay. So her thought was, well, what more can we do? And how can I help leverage the capacity of exi existing assets in the community? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to just go out and start another nonprofit. I really want to help nonprofits be better. Gotcha. And so she spent the better part of two and a half, almost three years researching best practices across the country, looking at organizations that were collaborative in nature, right. um, that helped people achieve holistic self-sufficiency and move them up the economic opportunity ladder. And so there came the birth of this kind of pivot point, rung 2.0, as we've referred to it, but mm -hmm. now rung for women. And so... Rung for Women will be a collaborative organization of nonprofits that come together under one roof to essentially help women move up the eco economic opportunity level ladder and achieve holistic self-sufficiency. So when we talk about holistic self-sufficiency, that's whole mentally, mm -hmm. physically, financially, um, children that are thriving and doing well. 
um, and and able to really dream right. and aspire, much like, you know, what you've had to do right. in, in starting the podcast. Like, what do you, how do I make this work? Um, how do I take a great idea and bring it to fruition, whether it's a great idea for my family or for myself? Exactly. And so, Rung for Women, um, in November, we acquired a location in South City in Fox Park, and mm -hmm. so we broke ground just a couple weeks ago, May right. 8th. And we'll open this time next year. Okay. And it'll be a cohort cohort model of women who start together just like you would in college. So you go to school or high school. You right. Know, you start with one class. In college, you might not all finish at the same time, but um, you'll start together. And you have your that sense of community that you can rely on to help you achieve your goals for yourself and your family. So now that you all don't really have a, you don't have the space that you're working into, but it, you're already an established nonprofit organization, mm -hmm. what are some of the services you offer now? Are you doing anything right now? So or? right now we're in this co-design process <clears throat> and that is working with uh, seven local nonprofits to really design the program. Okay. And so those organizations are Urban Harvest STL, the Women's Foundation of Greater St. Louis, Provident Counseling, Safe Connections, uh, Family Care Health Centers, mm -hmm. which is a, a local, we'll have a clinic in our building, so they are local FQH, FQHC, which is a federally funded health clinic. Um, Kingdom House, mm -hmm. they will provide services on site, and I'm forgetting one, because I said seven, <laughs> did I forget? Urban Harvest. I wish I could help you out, but I can't. Yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> um, dang, it'll come to me. It will. Yeah, but there's there's a group of us who are working together to, to really design this program so that when our doors open, mm -hmm. we are ready to serve women and we will work collectively to do so. Got you. So being that we're in the state oh, of Missouri. Prosperity oh. Connection. Prosperity Connection. Because there's a, there's a huge component around financial literacy and wealth building. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. We we need that, especially we, as women. Absolutely. Um, just people, period. Yes. But yeah, women, um, a lot of people, especially when you leave a marriage mm -hmm. and the man took care of all the bills. Mm -hmm. um, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine who, who is divorced and she was like, I didn't handle any of those things. I had mm -hmm. to learn how to do that all on my own once my marriage was over. Yep. So it's a and lot of women I, that face and that. And that's exactly the reason why I wrong. You know, right. we want women to be able to stand on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, whether they're in a successful relationship or not, you mm -hmm. know, we want them to have um, wealth building and and create wealth for generations. Right. And so that's a prime example of a woman who you know might come to rung for wealth building services. Right. So they might not even need all of the services, no. but they can come in and, and say like, yep. listen, this is what I need help. Absolutely. In. So uh, <clears> the requirement <throat> is that they come and need at least two services, gotcha. because if you just need one thing, you can go to any other organization. But this is really around holistic self-sufficiency. So gotcha. how do we get you as much as you need in one place so that you can advance and um, really, you know, take control of your life. I love it. I love it. Speaking of Leslie Gill from Rung uh, for Women. So I was just reading, I found out a little bit more oh. about the ladies uh, who actually uh, run Rung and mm -hmm. it's you, mm -hmm. Leslie Gill, you're the executive director. Then there's Allie Hogan who started the, the place. The founder. Um, yep. The founder. And then there is uh, Christina Holmes. Yep. And you all, she's the program director. Yep. So you all answered some questions like, who are we? Who, who do we admire? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to have fun. I know. Uh, you didn't even answer all the questions. I, I was know. like, where's Leslie's answer? I know. Yeah, Who do you admire? You know, um, 
I there are a lot of like infamous women that I admire. Um, you know, I have my personal board of directors right. of women who you know hold me accountable. Right. Um, obviously, you know there are women in, in my past, my mother, my stepmother, who are no longer with us, but who were incredibly important in my life and who you know helped mold me into the person I am today. Um, there's a, a woman who really inspired me and took me under her wing when I worked in Washington, D.C., Marie mm -hmm. Johns. Mm -hmm. um, again, not famous people, right, right. but everyday women who, you know, model good behavior right. and who were great models for me. So um, lots of women in my, you know, in my circle who I really look up to. Do you think it's really important for women to have female mentors? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think it's important for women to have mentors, period. Period, yeah. Um, but I do think you you need to aspire to be who you can see. Right. And, um, you know, for me, I've always had really strong women around me. Um, even when my mother passed away, there were lots of women who stepped up and played different roles in my life. And so, yeah, I, I think it's important. I think in business especially, mm -hmm. um, whatever industry you're in, it's important to have that sounding board that person who you can trust, right. um, that person who's going to be an ally to help you strategize on how to advance in your career. Um, and I don't necessarily think the woman has to look like you. Right, exactly. Um, I'm a huge fan of, you know, looking at women for what they've done as opposed to who they are. Gotcha. And so I think that's really important. And they're men. They're men who have given me opportunities. I mean, I know it's, you know, kind of... Um, off limits to talk about, you know, in this, in this, <laughs> in this Me Too, in, Time's in, Up in, moment. In the, yeah, we're going to talk about that too. We're going to talk about that in, too. In this, you yeah. know, uh, climate, but, you know, my boss, Tony Williams, he, I mean, he gave me a chance that no one did. Right. And so I'll always admire him for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you also said that some of the causes that you care about, obviously, I know how much you care about children. I do. I see it because uh, just, you know, full disclosure, she's part of the, the second grade mom group. They're going into third grade. Yeah. Our kids hang out with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter is definitely a pit. Both of our daughters are some pistols, honey. Yes. Yeah. August, August babies. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. They are. So August we have, they have it honest. Um, and I know how you, I mean, you want all of it. If it's one, it's all. Yes. And I love that. And yeah. I know that you are part of the glue that keeps us together mm -hmm. as the mom crew. Yeah. I love it. So I appreciate well, that. I don't know about glue, but. You're part of the glue. I, I you just, you do. I you help. I, I just, I think, and maybe it's my own bias, but I had friends, and I still have friends from first grade. Right. Who, <laughs> you know, so those are like really special moments. Yeah, they are. Those, especially for girls. Like, you know, to have that core group of friends early on, I think is really critical in their for their development. And I'm glad because you, having you all has taken me out of my comfort level mm. because I've always been a loner. Mm. Yeah. yeah it, I did not know that. Yes. <laughs> I think y'all know that. I'm like, yeah. a loner. I would yeah. say you. Yeah. You seem so social. I am, but I'm a loner. Okay. I'm a total loner. Mm -hmm. um, but it has brought me out of my comfort level because I know I have a social child. Mm -hmm. So I have to make sure she's developing these social relationships. And that makes me have to step out mm -hmm. of my thing yeah. and be social too. Because yeah, I'm, so, yeah, yeah, I'm social. Professionally. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm like a, a, a extroverted introvert. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. and I have, to, I have to come out of my thing 
thing for her because yeah. I know how important those human relationships are with her. Absolutely. So it's yeah. just like I have to, and I appreciate you guys because you have made it better for me and easier for me because you're a cool group of women. Yeah, we, so, you yeah. know, I, be, I think, you know, the fact that our kids get along so yeah. well, you know, it just happens naturally. Even yeah. though they fight like girls because oh they're girls. Oh, my God, they are. <laughs> Don't they? <laughs> Oh, hush! But then want to miss each other as soon as they're away. Can't wait to see each other. So yeah, Yeah, we we understand it. We know. And and education is a big thing for you. It is. Yeah, I you know I I'm very fortunate and realize my own privilege of having you know parents who were college educated and grandparents who were college educated. So for me, college was never right a question. Question. And but I fully recognize that college is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I just I am really passionate about people following their purpose in life. And, you know, however that looks um, is what you should do. Um, I just happen to go to college. And, right. <laughs> you know, because I didn't know anything else. Right. You know, that was what was in front of me. And um, my parents, you know, pre- had always talked about college. And I remember my, my parents went to SIU Carbondale. And I, from the earliest memories, I remember going to Carbondale for the black college reunion. Right. So it was it, a part of your upbringing. Part of, yeah, right. It was part of my DNA, but it's not for everyone. No, so. because I didn't grow up like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, exactly. it's, they would, they would say it. They told me that they, you know, we want you to go to college and yeah, I got a couple of years under yeah, my belt, but yeah. only one of, uh, my siblings, and it's three of us, has their college degree. Yeah. I mean, but my brother's always been successful in, in the food industry mm-hmm. and me and communications. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? Yeah. I, you never yeah, know. You I never, might finish. And, it's, yeah, and if you don't, it's okay. It's okay. It that, because I made a career for myself. And, and I think that that's what's most important. Like you said, do something. Find your passion and yep. pursue it. Absolutely. And uh, just go for it. Yep. But uh, it's interesting that your favorite movie is Pretty Woman. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Bring it up. I'm like, that's funny as hell, Leslie. Yeah, I, you know, because I'm like a romantic. And I think that mu- that movie is like so beautiful. And, you know, it's like the rags to riches. Story. It is, it is, it is. And, it's a know, dope thing. But you know what? From our our era well because mm-hmm. when was that movie out in the 90s was yeah, it, it's 90s. a 90s it movie was like love jones yeah Green woman you know we had all of these great romantic movies yeah we did the rom-coms yeah, yeah yeah that's that's what i know yeah that, so, you're like yeah that's my favorite that's movie and i'm sticking favorite. to it yeah yeah, yeah. i love I it i mean i now all i watch is kid movies aladdin yeah i haven't seen it good, yet i heard it was, yeah, it was i really heard it was good. it looks because yeah. i was a little concerned about will smith Nah, you know, it was a little weird to see him in this kind of, like, musical role. Yeah. Was like, he singing? He was singing. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, don't, yeah. Kinda, but but, but yeah. not rapping? Did they make no, him rap? No, oh. no, no, no. He was singing. Oh. Yeah, but it was good. It's okay. worth seeing. Well, you know, I love him. I'm a huge fan Me of Will too. Smith. He's, like, I top three. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I'm mad I've never met him. He's, like, the one rapper I've never met. So, interestingly. You met him? I've met him. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> His brother went to Hampton. Really? So he used I did. To be on campus all the time. The brother that married Ananda Lewis? Yes. Did you know his brother was married to Ananda I Lewis? Did not. 
Uh, that was from because I'm a professional Instagram lurker. Oh, and I learned that lurking really? on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, One that Sunday would morning, be the brother probably. Probably he's younger. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah, look yeah, look yeah. at what I tell Ananda, people. You learn something new. And do they know who Ananda was? Right, Ananda, who used to what was the show uh, she Teen did? Summit. Teen Summit. And then she went on to MTV. Yep. And, and now she hosts. She co-hosted with Adimu. Yeah, went to Hampton. Real, I, yeah. I knew it was, a, it was yeah. like, or either yeah. Howard. It was yeah. like a bunch of Hampton yeah. Howard a, situations it, over there. Always the case. Oh well, nice. Yeah. Well, then we yeah. learned yeah. some history yeah. there. Absolutely. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I've never met Will Smith. I'm a little okay. jealous. I finally mm-hmm. met Ice Cube. Okay. So, but no, I yeah. never met. They were my. Those were your two. Yeah, two celebrity crushes. No, just I just I've always admired him. Like yeah. I've 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 always been a fan of him as a rapper. Uh-huh. And then as the Fresh Prince. Yeah. And then him as a dad and and yeah. being with with Jada and being open about their mm-hmm. struggles and their mm-hmm. situation and him having to accept her wanting to be her own oh, person. person. Do you ra- do you watch Red Table? Uh, of course I do. Yeah, so it, I think that is is super dope. So what I do want to ask you, um, since Rung is about women, and mm-hmm. in the state of Missouri, since we passed mm-hmm. this this abortion law, I thought it was it would be uh, important to mention because I think that a lot of women feel like um, if you take away legal safe abortions, it takes away their power mm-hmm. because a lot of people feel like, and I think a part of the reasons why. Uh, abortion became legal is that women wanted to control mm-hmm. uh, their family planning situation. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. like, and even even if, you know, we have birth control, things can still happen. You can wind up pregnant, you know, mm-hmm. condoms break and mm-hmm. um, birth control fails and you might not be ready to become a mom at that time. So yeah. when you're doing work like this, how important um, or what, what, do you all have a stance on that or do you um, discuss so I, it? I mean, I personally have a stance on it. Um, I'm a huge supporter of Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. so I believe in their work, um, not solely around abortion, but just around reproductive rights yeah. and planned parenthood. It's a, it goes into planning. It, it, yeah. it goes into planning. And, you know, given my work at Annie Malone, um, I've seen the um, negative end of unplanned pregnancies exactly. and you know women who maybe have addiction issues or are led into prostitution or in situations where they they really should not yeah have children and so my personal you know support of you know reproductive rights and abortion is you know is yours is right mine. yeah um organizationally you know, we we will we want women to have options. Exactly. And so, um, you know, whatever her options are, or whatever options she needs to have available to her, is what we'll support. Gotcha. So um, we won't prescribe that. Right. But we do want women to have options. We want, yeah, and I think it's important. I always tell women, it's it's a choice that you have to make. Absolutely. And when they take that opportunity to make that choice um, for yourself, then it, it becomes hindering, and mm-hmm. and people do desperate things mm-hmm. and, and went out of desperation. So yep. we. We just want to prevent that. So I did want to bring that up in this conversation yeah, because when yeah. we talk about women, I think it's very important to mention that that thing because we are primarily um, responsible for child rearing. Mm-hmm. So when we have that, even married women, mm-hmm. um, we do a lot of the child rearing and the, the day-to-day dealing with the children while the men do things. And I think it's always important to mention when we are ready. And a lot of times that, that can stop a relationship where a woman, if a woman said, I don't want to have a family, right. the man has to like, oh, well, I can't force you to have a family. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that that's when we talk about the, the strength of women and, and women being financially secure, we have to talk about that component. Absolutely. And, and for us um, at Rung for Women, it's about empowerment. Mm-hmm. And so 
you know, only way you can be empowered is to have options. Exactly. And if you start minimizing those options or diluting those options or totally taking those options off the table, we become less empowered. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, I think most of the folks making those decisions are men. Mm -hmm. Last time I checked. (laughs) Old men, they can't even have babies no more. No, I'm just kidding. I just wish they would stay in their lane (laughs) and stay out of our way. And And stay out of our wombs. And stay out of our wombs (laughs) and let us do what we need to do. Got you. I love it. Well, thank you so much. This was a wealth of information. This was your first podcast. My first podcast. I know. Look at that. I get to do it with you. I know. Look at that. You (laughs) So, no, where can they find you on? social media with rung for women yep yep rungforwomen.org is our website we're rung stl on most of the social media handles um we'll be open this time next year but you can certainly follow our progress at uh, 2717 sydney is our location so right in the fox park neighborhood Anybody knows where Trader Bob's Tattoo Shop is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah one block behind me. Oh, okay, got so, you. Gravoy and Jefferson, really centrally located. And our services are open to women in the region. So if you can get to our facility, mm-hmm. there will absolutely be a place for you. Got you, got you. And it's, it's like you said, it's a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. Will there be housing available too? No housing, Okay. Um, but certainly housing referrals. So we'll gotcha. work with partners who have access to affordable quality housing. Um, our real goal is to get more women making more money. Gotcha. And so um, our focus is on high demand career pathways and getting women into fields where they're traditionally underrepresented. Gotcha. And making a family sustaining wage. We love that. Yes. We absolutely. like that. We want to be able to just pay for things. Absolutely. And, and <laughs> chart your own future. Exactly. Yeah, so, so you already know my mission, honey. Yes. So I appreciate yes. you so Thank, much. Thank and you. she is. She's a great sounding board. I'll call her mm-hmm. and I'll ask her her. Uh, uh, input and I have to give a shout out to our friend Topher. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you like who? Oh, <laughs> we have some. Uh, yeah, I know, but our, our mutual male friend oh, Topher, yes. who loves yes. us very much, mm-hmm. and he speaks very—he's always spoken very highly of you. And yes. when we met, you were like Topher's friend, and I'm yes. like, I know exactly who you are. Absolutely. So because yes. he he prepped us to meet each other, he and did. I love that. Yes. I love that. I'm grateful to him because he is such a great connector. He is, he's and he's and he's a positive person. Mm-hmm. So we we love that, even though he's crazy. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> we gonna find him a wife. I be trying. Me too. <laughs> he be like, I want a wife. Yeah, but yeah you do. Yes, you need you one. You need one. You might not want one, but you, you need, need one. <laughs> he met Topher. Oh, yeah. He does need one. <laughs> he know, we, we know this. So, but you know what? Thank you so much, You're Leslie. Welcome. And Thank everybody, you. you make sure you check out Rung for Women because it's a great organization. And they'll be open this time next year. Yep, watch so, us grow. Watch them grow. So mm-hmm. listen, if you're looking for an attorney, don't forget you need to contact the Hester Group. They will help you. They will represent you if you've been involved in a serious car accident and get you what you deserve. Also, if you need a workman's comp claim file, they can do that for you as well. Contact the Hester Group today at 314-652-4321. Just remember that the choice of an attorney is an important one and shouldn't be based solely upon advertisement. Also, make sure you reach out to another powerful woman that would be Danita Smith over there at My Blooming Health. She's a mobile blood drawing service and she'll come directly to you. If you have those doctor's orders to get your blood drawn, they need to know your cholesterol levels and whether or not you got some situations going on where you need to contact Danita because she will come directly to you. Just reach out to her at mybloominghealth.com or reach out to her on Facebook at My Blooming Health. Until tomorrow, you enjoy your Monday. Let's go Blues. 
This has been the Static Podcast. Bye.